Hey Jeb. Oh, hey John. Do you want to talk about Toy Story? Yeah, sounds like a really good idea. But like, talk about it a lot. Going in detail with each given minute in Toy Story? Yeah, but can we talk about why Woody has teeth even though he wasn't made with them? I don't see why not. Only if we can talk about the importance of plastic corrosion awareness. Only if we can talk about how Sid is not really a bad kid. Let me ask you this though. Can we talk about strong lesbian moms? Can we talk about using the sad song from Toy Story 2 as a test to see if people are a robot? I like that idea. So come listen to us talk about Toy Story five times a week on Toy Story Minute. Find it on Dueling Genre or your podcast app of choice. If you listen, you'll be my favorite deputy. You got a friend in us? Both of us, yeah. Nice. Dueling Genre. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we review and reanimate the Zom Rom Com Shaun of the Dead one minute at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez. I'm Scott Corelli. And uh, today we're going to be taking a bite out of Minute 72, which uh, starts with the zombies getting ever closer to our gang and uh, ends with uh, the, bar- the bartender getting fucking beat to shit with some pokies. <laughs> <laughs> and and joining us once again, we have uh, Crystal Beth and John Robert Wilson from uh, Unlimited Lives. Welcome. Greetings. Yeah. Greetings, listeners. Greetings, Scott. Yeah, and Nick. greetings, Scott and Nick. I'm not sure either I forgot this joke because I don't notice it a lot or I just have never noticed it before. I have never realized the joke of Sean puts his hand on Liz's shoulder, Ed puts his hand on Barbara's shoulder, and then John puts his hand on David's shoulder. Yes! I've never noticed that joke before. I don't think. I just noticed it watching the minute this time. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. I didn't. And that's so because I watched these minutes. I watched the minutes so many times to get ready to do these. Things. I didn't even link those that last one uh, to it. Wow! And I I just noticed, and John will definitely attest to what I'm saying. My eyes got so wide when you said that. I got so excited, <laughs> folks. I they just are too. dinner plates right now. Huge <laughs> dinner, eyeballs. Dinner plates. Yeah, uh. and it's so smart. It's yeah. so good. Man, it's just so subtle, I guess, is the thing. Well, you know, know. I I just I I always go back to the phrase that people use for some directors where it just seems like they're fluent in cinema. Mm -hmm. And and that's just like that's it's such an off the cuff, effective. It's not even drawing clearly not even drawing attention to itself, but it's just like, yeah, the most natural, quickest way to convey an idea, which is what 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 a film is. It's just conveying ideas with visuals and sound yeah it's just like oh that's a dude that knows exactly how a camera works how, how a movie works mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and, good. It, and it does it not only um sort of sets up 
this sort of visual gag of the of the hand on the shoulders. But then it's also doing a little bit of a character thing because we know that Sean cares about Liz and Liz cares about Sean. We know that Ed cares a lot about Barbara. Um, <laughs> but what we also know is that David and Diane are like David's never really cared about Diane and Diane is starting to realize it. And so the yeah. fact that we have these sort of couples of Liz and Sean and Ed and Barbara, but we then separate the, on, the only actual couple in the movie yeah. at this yeah. point uh, is just a really interesting choice. I, mm-hmm. I just I really like that a lot. Well, yeah, your 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 body doesn't lie. You know, mm-hmm. it's in those moments of crisis. Like what who do you grab onto? Who do you, do you do you jump in front of someone or behind someone like they, right. It's so interesting that you can't you can't lie in those moments at all. Right. I also like That's- to imagine that John, the bartender, the bar, John, the barkeep here uh, actually isn't a zombie and is trying to say, help me. But um, yeah. <laughs> there's something about the way that he grabs his shoulder and leans forward. It's it's like he's going, help me. <laughs> and then they just beat the shit out of him. David. <laughs> Because uh, it does look, he looks less zombie-ish than all the other zombies we've seen. Yeah, he, yeah. Looks, like then, a per, he looks like a person with a flesh wound. Yeah, yeah, he's a little fresher. And then as time goes by, it's, you know, I'm yeah. like, oh, maybe he got more zombie-like. Mm-hmm. I like how blatantly they've sh- they've uh, set up the gag. You know, how it's like them dance beating uh, the guy to Queen. You know, you can hear Freddie Mercury singing in the background. It's just... I don't know I, I really like how, especially British humor in these kind of Edgar Wright movies, he like blatantly and explicitly th- throws the joke in your face, but in an incredibly intelligent way. Yeah, and it's always really, really like, the result is always really hilarious. Like this dance beating scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, who the fuck put this on? It's on random. Comes back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I love that. And but but uh, it's also I don't know it's an interesting. I th- this song is a really interesting choice because it's so funny because at at the at the time of this, "Don't Stop Me Now" in in the U.S. was basically a B side. I mean it was it wasn't it was a single, but it didn't it didn't reach past number eighty six in the mm-hmm. U.S. charts. Oh wow! Whoa, I didn't like, know that. Yeah, it's it was not a popular song in the U.S. Whereas, like in the U.K., it hit number nine. So in the U.K., this is a very well-known song, and it was a big deal in this scene because, like, all of the the U.K. viewers were like, "Oh yeah, don't stop me now! What a great song!" Uh, but this song didn't become a hit in the U.S. until after Shaun of the Dead blew it up. Now everyone remembers really? it. Everyone remembers it as a classic Queen song, but that's because of this movie. 2004, huh? Okay. Uh Okay, maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. I remember going to a party in college, a Halloween party, and my two friends dressed as like early phase Freddie Mercury and crazy phase Freddie Mercury. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, "Oh, who's Freddie Mercury? Oh, oh, he's He's we will we will rock you, you know. He right. <laughs> don't stop me now. So, yeah. I'm trying to think. I guess it was around 2004. What do you think, Crystal? 
I don't do music, so. Oh, Crystal. Yeah. Well, uh, I listen to music if someone forces it into my ears, and then I'm like, <laughs> oh, this is nice, but I don't seek out or think about music. Yeah. yeah. Queen was a was a huge group in the U.S., don't get me wrong. I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody and, like you right. said, uh, you know, We Will Rock You, like all all of that stuff. And then, of course, uh, you know, the, the song from Highlander. Um, those were all <laughs> really big hits. Uh, but for whatever reason, Don't Stop Me Now just didn't make it. Uh, on the U.S. charts, really, which is really interesting because I think a couple of years ago, um, someone created a, uh, a, a a program that shows what is like what like it, it basically this program basically sucked in all of pop music and then it calculated what is the most pop song in all of pop music based on like algorithms and stuff. And the song that was number one was Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. Really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's catchy as hell. We've been, mm-hmm. like I said, we were singing this song all day long mm-hmm. getting ready for this. And the mm-hmm. uh, and the song Don't Stop You Now from the 1978 album Jazz uh, is, of course, one of the most iconic parts of the movie. And it, mm-hmm. the movie kind of led to a resurgence of the song, kind of similar to Wayne's World and Bohemian Rhapsody. But mm-hmm. what I found really interesting was how Close we were to a reality, guys, where this song was not set to Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. Uh, in fact, this was not Edgar Wright's original choice to uh, oh. put over this sequence. Uh, there, oh, there's a, really? There's a fantastic episode of a podcast called Soundtracking with mm-hmm. Edith Bowman. And uh, there's an episode, episode 47, uh, in which Edgar Wright is primarily talking about Baby Driver, but goes into some of the other you know, the use of music in his films. And the uh, the song that he originally pictured being set to this uh, this sequence was the ni- another 1978 Euro disco hit Rasputin by mm, the, wow. uh, the Germany-based pop Euro disco group Boney M, uh, which apparently over in Britain was like a huge hit. And I guess some, if I remember correctly, it was less expensive to use Don't Stop Me Now. And history was made, but that, that Rasputin was was almost in that scene. Yeah, and it was it was it was cheaper because it was a less popular Queen song uh, at the time. At the time, yeah, which wow. is so crazy. the The idea that any Queen song would be <laughs> would be cheaper than uh, than Rasputin is uh, fascinating to me. But there it is. And in the off chances, any Queen nerds listening, uh, something I didn't know until doing research for this. Uh, the only time you hear Brian May playing guitar on that song is the guitar solo. Ooh. Oh. Interesting. Really? On the that. studio version. Yeah. Huh. Uh, I also, this is also the scene uh, Edgar Wright uh, credits as uh, the scene that gave me my career. Um, oh, wow. Because uh, this is... Apparently, you know, like at at the time and, and it makes sense, you know, because I remember seeing this for the first time and being really enamored with this particular scene. Uh, oh, yeah. And and I, I think that it makes sense that this was the scene that everyone was talking about, like, oh, that queen scene, um, you know, after uh, mm-hmm. uh, after seeing the movie. And, and I, I guess that that scene is the thing that made everyone be like, oh, OK, this guy is special. Not for whatever reason, not the 70 minutes prior to this, which were all uh, phenomenal. It was this. Right. This sequence in particular was the thing that um, 
Edgar Wright credits to like giving him a, a film career. Yeah, you know, it almost kind of reminds me about when Children of Men first was released, and for a while, most people were talking about like the very famous Wonner. Yeah, and, and that and that and in time, it just became Children of Men as a classic. But I remember there was like a few months where yeah. everyone was talking about that Wonner because it was back when there weren't really a lot of Wonners the way there are now. Right. Right. Yeah. That part's always a memorable part. For yeah. Me. And it, it wasn't originally when I first saw it, that part or the first few times I saw it. because I would never remember. And then that part would come up and I'd be like, oh, my God, how could I forget about this part? Mm-hmm. And now it's one of my most memorable parts of the movie altogether. And yeah. it, it really is cool watching this now. Like it, it is one of those cool little moments where an entire director style is kind of in this one scene. I mean, this is this is Baby Driver. This is. Yep. A lot of world's end and it, yeah, it's it's a it's like a it's almost like a hit single, yeah, like in an album, yeah, yeah. It's his first, it's his first uh, pub brawl, um, <laughs> which yeah. it, it would not be his last. Uh, he'll have two two more. Both of our Cornetto movies feature pub brawls, um, and uh, and it's it's yeah, it's like the first time in a movie where he sort of synced the action to the music in a way that doesn't really make any sense. Well, to a like, pop song. Yeah, right, to a pop yeah. song. Like it doesn't really make it like why are they hitting him to the tune of the music? Like that's doesn't <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> Do make they any know, sense. Do they know they're doing it? Is it is it subconscious? Right, exactly. And you have all these questions, but it's just so good that you don't care. And that sort of teaches you how to watch an Edgar Wright movie. Like you know, the like when you watch The World's End and you're like, why are all these guys such good fighters? And you just go, because they are. Like, they just they are. are. Yeah, they just are. Or like, just, or like why is Michael Sarah like, beating up all of these, like, big, right. beefy action heroes? Right. Because <laughs> he is. He's a good fighter. He He's the best fighter in Canada. Let, let it, leave it alone. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Lay it's true. It's, it's like one of the... <laughs> yeah. And that's something that's always nice about his movies is that the reality that he sets them in no matter what happens, it's still the grounded reality that it's set in. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, I don't watch his movies and think, well, why is that happening? Mm-hmm. Like, right. no, they. this is how the world is in Edgar Wright's world, and it's awesome. And honestly, sometimes I won't realize I'm doing something to the beat, and I totally am. Like yeah. at work or something where I, there's a song on that has a really good beat, which isn't often because we have a horrible radio station at work, but – Something will come on yes, where I'll be you like, do. what? Yes, you do. Yeah, it's it's corporate radio, so all the Del Friscos play the same music. Mm. Some of the songs are really good and some of them really suck. But when there's a good one on, I'll be like, yeah. And I'll realize that I'm like folding napkins to a beat or something without realizing. So yeah, I would be the zombie to the beat. It's almost like that old rule about musicals, which is like the the pact that an audience makes when they go to see a musical is like, this is a world where people break out in the song when their emotions are just too, too much. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It, happens. Yeah. it follows musical rules. That's totally what it is. Yes. And like, yeah. Cause like the character, the characters, no one in Scott Pilgrim is impressed by anything Scott Pilgrim does. Right. <laughs> it, yeah. You know, that he's able to like power punch people and like do bass guitar battles. It's just like the world. And it's and you know now that you guys are talking about it, it's kind of what makes you know sometimes I I think very unfairly movies like Juno are are criticized for being like quirky on quirky, which is totally a thing that movies do. I don't think Juno is one of them, but I I think what stops Edgar Wright movies from even being in that 
category or that the characters take everything very seriously and act very yes. normal. I agree with you. I agree with you, sir. <laughs> yeah. Because well, like, Bailey's like, it, not a it's, big character. Right. Well, it's it's like when you it's like that old criticism from like I remember when I would watch like Dawson's Creek in the 90s mm-hmm. and people would be like, oh, this show is so stupid. High schoolers don't talk like this. Oh, how many thesauruses did they memorize? And it's like, look, that's just the world that this exists in. Like these kids have a ridiculous vocabulary. Like either you accept that or you don't. And if you don't, like don't watch it. Like that's mm-hmm. it's just like that's the world of this show. And there's like Amy Sherman Palladino, Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, exactly. Um that that's exactly right. Like where people just like I don't I don't accept that people real people don't talk like this. I was like, "Oh, well that's good cuz these aren't real people. This is a TV show." <laughs> um and uh and that's that's sort of uh it's it's those same rules. It's that uh that sort of musical mentality. Um mm-hmm. musical rules. Yeah. You're just like either you're you're going to play ball with this or you're not. Uh, and if you're right. not, then why are you trying to play the game? Get out of here. Yeah. Some people just know they can't see musicals. Uh-huh. Right. Exactly. It's fine. Um, just don't go. <laughs> just yeah. don't go. It's uh, an expensive way to find out that you don't like musicals, though, by paying for a musical and then. Oh, that's yeah. true. Musicals that's, are so expensive. They're very oh, expensive. yeah. I see. I wasn't even my brain. This is this says a lot about me, but my brain was going to musicals at a movie theater. I wasn't even oh, yeah, yeah. I wasn't oh, even yeah. thinking about being able to go like to Broadway. Oh yeah. For the West End. Yeah. Um so my favorite my favorite moment in this whole minute, uh, which is crazy because it's the start of the don't stop me now moment, but <laughs> it's not that moment. My favorite moment of this <laughs> is is Sean uh ordering David to kill the queen and David getting very <laughs> offended. Where he just goes, What? <laughs> It's David. David is very patriotic, as we've we learned in this minute. The very phrase, yeah. What the Queen thing is interesting to me, but I I also I don't understand it because I'm not British. But when I think about it, it's like someone being like, "Just kill the president," and you're like, "Wait, what? No, you you can't just do that." But the Queen is something that's so ingrained in culture there that I can't begin to understand what someone that was super patriotic would feel someone was like just kill the queen like i'm i'm sorry it's like what? <laughs> and it's a very interesting thing imagine if our one of our most beloved and i'm not i, I don't mean this in like a this is probably some a lot of people's favorite bands but like if the presidents of the united states of america yeah was like i was huge oh cultural yeah. i was just gonna imagine i just i was just gonna say imagine this it's set in america and lump is playing and he's like kill the presidents yeah <laughs> no never never so okay <laughs> What 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 president song would come on instead of Queen? My uh, guess would be "Old Man on the Back Porch." <laughs> old man on the back porch, all back back the porch, but and that old man is me. You know? <laughs> I, I, I don't. Hey, I really he is like, the old man on the back porch. Yeah, and I really like Lump. John I like is. the idea of Lump. Uh, yeah, Lump. Lump is good because he's a lump. John. Yeah, John's kind of a lump. Yeah, yeah. John is also the old man on the back porch. So That's true. The both uh, the, both songs work. Both songs work. I also so again uh there's like a little bit of foreshadowing here. You we you thought you we were done with the foreshadowing in this movie at this point, but we're still not. <laughs> yeah. Um Ed says uh you know Ed Ed suggests get grabbing the rifle and Sean says no 
And he's like, what it's about not loaded? <laughs> yeah, it's not loaded. It's not real. Uh, and he's like, he's like, uh, well, I'll, I'll make some flaming cocktails, you know, like, we'll, we'll you know, yeah. set on fire. And he's like, no, the whole place will burn down. And he's like, let's, how about some pool? Um, and like, all of those things happen. Like they, they get the rifle down in a little bit and they do that. And then, and then he does make flaming cocktails, uh, that burns the Winchester down. So all those yep. things happen. Foreshadowing. That's, that's Still. one thing about Edgar Wright. If he's going to put something in there, it's going to be used. Yeah. There's no extra twice. fat on his movies. No, no. He, he uses every shotgun over every mantle in his movies. Uh, including the the gun that is over the mantle in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. So <clears throat> he follows the rules of Chekhov. He does. You know what? I'm gonna Chekhov. gonna change uh, what I said earlier. Instead of "Old Man on the Back Porch," they're beating him to the song "Mach 5 by the President of the United States of America. I will survive in my Mach Five. I will survive. I will survive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know there have been podcasts <laughs> <No>. <laughs> where they do like alphabetical. Uh-huh. I would I would be very yes. interested in you doing like a track by track breakdown of the president, the hall, the hall of presidents <laughs> of the United States of America. Yeah, <laughs> I had like a massive presidents kick in college, so I like listen to all their songs besides. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, they get they get pretty weird. Mm. My 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 weird early twenties band was they might be giants. Oh my gosh, me too. They came. I went to LSU uh, for college, and they actually came and did a concert at LSU, and I saw them live for the first oh. time, and it was awesome. Yeah, they're really great. Oh, live. so good. Yeah, the Johns are the best. God, <laughs> surplus of Johns now. There's four Johns we're talking about at this point. You know, we've been talking a lot about, we've been going through the script and we've been talking about lines that have been cut of like all of these lines where Sean sounds like a badass, like some like action hero moment. And we keep yeah. talking about them cutting them out because they just don't play in the moment. And so they cut, they cut it out. And here we get sort of like our first big action line uh, where he's, where Sean says, okay, John, it's time at the bar. <laughs> And <laughs> it's awesome. I love it so much. It's so um, British. Oh, it's so good. No American would ever say that, but it's still cool. No. Yeah. Well, and just just like the way that, you know, he he flips over the pool table and and he he, you know, you get a little gets, break dancer, Sean, for a second. Yeah, yeah, and he's and he's and then he like he he flips over and he's just like flanked. By by Liz and and Ed and they they raise their pool sticks in unison like His it's two so bad buddies yeah. yeah oh it's so good you know I've been ass. watching it on a loop and Nick I'm gonna have to agree with you I don't think he's fully turned yet I think he's just gravely injured <laughs> and they're stop. beating they're beating a dying old man <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I love all three of you you come every night. <laughs> Please, something's wrong with my wife. Yeah. She's in yeah, the back. Like screaming. <laughs> but he stands there and lets them dialogue Hello. for a while. And he just yeah. doesn't really aggressively go towards him. And then they start beating him. He's like, yeah. oh, no. no. But the way that he responds, it's not how I think a, a zombie would respond. So, yeah, I think he's still old man at this point. So they murder yeah. two people. <laughs> yeah. 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 And poor John, like... The padding that they give the actor in this moment, <laughs> um, it makes him look like Pat from SNL, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just 
Uh, he just he just looks very uh, stocky and 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 uh, I don't even know how to describe like cylindrical. I don't know. Yeah, I'm glad they let him do his own stunts. That's nice. Yeah, they're like here's the biggest padding ever. Well, I mean, you know, you wouldn't want a stuntman to do this uh, if you could help it because you're going to be the focus of the shot. You know, like you want to be in there. Yeah, like I want to be right. in the movie, right? Even if I'm getting hit with choreographed pool sticks yeah um um, all right well uh i think that's all we got for this one tell everybody uh where they can find you guys again sure you can find john robert and i on itunes at for at uh well john is better at it than i was uh (laughs) i had a little tiny seizure right there uh you can find us on itunes you can either listen to unlimited lives radio or the fifth element either or both do we are both. both hosts on that. I'm going to give people the option. I'm not going to assume they want to listen to everything. That's crazy talk. And I can be found on social media at the Crystal Beth on uh, Instagram and Twitter specifically. And I'm John Robert Wilson. You can find me on Twitter at John Robert Wilson or on Unlimited Lives, like Crystal said, or twitch.tv slash John Robert Wilson, where I play Destiny in Minecraft. In the meantime, let's uh, have a nice cold pint and wait for all of this to blow over. I'm having such a good time I'm having a ball Don't stop me now If you wanna have a good time Just give it